0: I'm Caleb.
1: I'm Haley.
0: And I'm having coffee, coffee with, with my ex. <laughs> is
1: that, Unhinged. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> is that what we're All doing right. now?
0: I know what you're thinking, Caleb. You're wearing the same thing you did last week. <laughs> so what about it? What this is our it?
1: hoodie. It's available um, in the link below. Copy some coffee with my ex merch, baby. Coffee,
0: some merch. I. It's actually, I will say, I hate merch. Like I think merch is generally very tacky. Mm-hmm. This is good merch.
1: Oh no, it's my I honestly better to, than
0: any uh, fitness merch. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <what> <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but
0: <laughs> yeah, better than, than swat yourself sexy.
1: <laughs> it's like the coffee cups on the sleeve that really does it yeah. for me. I think yeah. So be minimal. Yeah.
0: Um, Demi Lovato says she's so proud of the person she is today. <laughs>
1: He's gonna get a no- news alert from who? People. <laughs> and that's the news we that's love to the hear. Sorry, I
0: looked at you. I realized on the last <laughs> episode that I don't like my side profile, so I'm gonna be. I'm not looking at Haley this whole episode.
1: <laughs> you can just move your eyes. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So today, okay. So the tea behind this episode, I'm gonna tell him. <sighs>
0: don't. I'm gonna tell, tell him, him because we,
1: and this is like normal, like because people like re- record podcasts and like. You know what I mean? Like, that happens all the time. We
0: actually never... We've never done that, that, but but a lot of
1: people do do that. Mm -hmm. But we've never had to do it Mm -hmm. until a couple weeks ago.
0: And it's because I was unhinged. So the reason that we took
1: a break, this is the tea, the reason we took a break is because we recorded this episode about sex. Yeah. And caleb went too far too, too many far. times too many like cal- it wasn't just once wasn't just twice Career wasn't just ending. three times it was the whole episode was too much and we were like i was like if i ever like say tomorrow like i break my leg say tomorrow I break my leg and i have to get <laughs> ever work again. i, say I have to <laughs> i have to get another job <sighs> anywhere like literally anywhere i wouldn't I would never be able to live the episode down.
0: And when Haley is the one concerned about the content, content of the content being too inappropriate, that's when you know that's that you're crossing you know. the line. I was like, if Haley's like, you know what, we've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> but, and my problem is, I'm too honest. And I feel the need to just like share everything. Yeah,
1: I do not feel that way.
0: And it's like, no, it's a toxic trait, and I found that out, and I'm getting nervous now just thinking Stop, about all the you're things. Stop, we're making noise. But I, I, I wanted us to redo this, because We're going to do it the right way. I didn't think... Yeah, it was not done the correct way, and I think that the topic of the day, which is sex, is important to talk about, mm-hmm. and I want to do it the right way, like you said, but I also don't want to gloss over it, because it is something that people should be talking about.
1: I mean, yeah, everyone does it. Everyone is here because of it.
0: Yeah, and if weird. you haven't done it, like that's a—I mean, that's, that's okay. okay, but like too. if you're an adult and you are bent up about sex, like how'd you get your babies?
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, mm. all right. So, doing this the right way. Sorry. <laughs> doing this. The right doing way. this the right way. What do you?
0: Here's the thing. I want to start this off by saying my relationship with sex has always been very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I was raised in a very conservative home to where sex was always bad and Mm -hmm. evil and there were always negative things associated with it outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, we really didn't talk about sex. All I knew is that sex was bad. It was inappropriate. People who had sex were sluts or shameful or they were their lives were ruined or they had diseases everything involving sex it was never taught to us about love it was taught about lust and how it's sinful and so i had a very toxic fear mongering fear-based relationship with sex that i still struggle with today because of the way i was raised Mm -hmm. and like i it's truly negatively impacted my entire life the way i was raised to think about sex i was never taught about um, obviously, I was never taught about any other kind of sex than straight sex in school mm-hmm. or by f- even family, although we never even talked about it. So it's just, I just have always associated sex with shame and bad. And so I've had to try to unlearn all of that as I grow up. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, well, like, what was your upbringing?
1: So I feel like the topic of sex, well, my mom was a... was a. Um, She had me at 18. So I think that sex was definitely like in the forefront of her mind when I was being raised because I don't think that she wanted me to have a baby at 18. So I think that she was like, this is very much entirely possible. Mm -hmm. So I would rather like equip you with the knowledge and both good and bad Mm -hmm. about the subject. So, you know, you don't have a baby at 18. And I think that that was very important to her. So she was super... Obviously, like, I wasn't, I wasn't having sex, like, as a teenager or, like, in high school or whatever. Um, and she, I think she trusted me enough to know that I would have, like, said something or, like, needed help or, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, but, yeah, but my relationship with sex, I feel now, is, I feel like I have, as, I mean, obviously, the older I get, the more I come into my own, but. As much as I do come into my own, I'm still like a very private person, Mm -hmm. just overall. And so I think sex is definitely like a part of that privacy for me. And a lot of my friends make fun of me because I'm so private. And you know what? I'm here to say that that's okay. (laughs) And they're projecting.
0: (laughs) I, yeah. I've I've pushed you a little too far sometimes
1: yeah that is very true <laughs> and i just and you are allowed and that's the thing it's what's so interesting yeah. i that i find about about myself is that i do consider myself like you know like sometimes like i i don't know i feel like i fully c- like come into my own sexuality and my confidence in my sexuality and sometimes i let the world see that and sometimes i don't but that's mm-hmm. like my decision yeah
0: I think that's a good point because you in this world of social media and like reclaiming your body and mm-hmm. like getting to do whatever you want um, I think that it's okay if you don't want to like be sexual online or don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it like sex like even to me and I don't think this is a bad thing because I, I, I know that I said that I had a really bad upbringing with it but the parts that I do like are that I really hold my sexuality as something that is mine to share with someone really special Mm -hmm. and something that I really don't want to give to the world so like yeah maybe I'll like posting sexy pictures sometimes but that doesn't mean that I posting
1: sexy pictures doesn't mean you're promiscuous or or, like whatever
0: yeah it has no indication of what my life is like Mm -hmm. and so like me personally I have always just felt that sex was something I just wanted to share with my romantic partners that i was actually like dating and Mm -hmm. that's different for everyone and Mm -hmm. what i want people to get out of this is there's not a right or wrong way to have sex Mm -hmm. or to be sexual and i i think that you have to figure out what's right for you and if it feels uncomfortable or unnatural don't do it if you if you are not wanting to have sex with like tinder hookups or whatever then don't do that like Mm -hmm. you are totally in charge of your own sexuality and other opinions should not be imposed on you when you're thinking about sex other than like basic safety and prevention and things like that
1: right 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 right.
0: so with that being stated um i think we can kind of go into questions some of the questions so you guys guys had had. some really
1: really insightful questions that caleb didn't deem necessary in the last episode that's not true i really literally you asked literally two questions
0: you know what? I thought we were really vibing this episode. And now you're just coming <laughs> <No>. at me.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um okay. I
0: oh I do want to ask you though. What? So when you're when you were growing up and like the way that your mom talked to you about sex, it wasn't from a religious standpoint. It was No, not like, at all.
1: Okay. It was more of like safety and just okay. like letting a girl know like what's up.
0: <sighs> That's so important. <laughs> I I think too and i i shared this on the the last episode but i think <laughs> i called. have such an odd relationship and fear of sex as well be just from being gay mm-hmm. because i was so concerned about my family accepting me being with a man mm-hmm. that the idea of like talking about gay sex or like that the fact that i'm having sex with a man like that that was crossing the line and mm-hmm. i thought that that would make it way too real so just the idea of you know, my family being okay with the fact that I'm gay was the max that I could go. So even in public, even with people, talking about sex, I get so uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, wait, you know I'm talking about gay sex. And that feels, for some reason, more taboo than heterosexual sex. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of shame just with that that comes with it. So yeah, that's the end of that context.
1: I, I think it's interesting, though, because I think a lot of people grew up in the same way, straight or not. Um having such a like bad this is the same word I've been trying to think of forever now connotation Uh, connotation. (laughs) guilt (laughs) yes Uh, what was I even saying I'm so happy negative connotation oh yeah like a lot of people who grew up in religious households super religious I Mm -hmm. would say um, have a have a negative relationship and connotation with sex. And I think that it's a hurdle that a lot of people, especially yeah. like our age is kind of coming to terms with now because this is the age I feel like that people really take a deep dive into the childhood because you really, like your brain's almost like, yeah. you know, fully functioning. You know, yeah. you're able to kind of have some insight and retrospect on like what your childhood was like and how that's affected you now. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people our age um, they're coming to terms with how growing up in like a religious household has affected their everyday lives including sex
0: Yeah, because it's like you don't know what is r- What you want because you're you don't know if you're basing it off of what your family wants or mm-hmm. what you think God wants or it's just really really confusing and it's It's the, the, the worst part is that no one can really give you the answer it's mm-hmm. like if you are a Christian that's what you subscribe to or whatever religion then that's up to you to figure out if you also subscribe to those rules and if that if you want to incorporate that into your life. And no one can tell you yes or no. It's really all based upon how you want to live your life. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's really hard. And for me, I've really struggled with, like, am I going to hell because I'm having sex with my boyfriend of six years? Like, I hate that that's still in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. literally to this day. Yeah. And I, I think it's just a lot to wrestle with. And I also just don't think it's healthy to – teach your children to wait until you get married to ever have sex or to live with someone no like that maybe like that worked a long time ago when but
1: marriage was more for like it was more like a business deal yeah. it was more like yeah
0: if you're trying to find love and actual companionship in these days I'll say this too why it was probably easier back in the day cuz it's not cuz y'all didn't have technology or you just love each other you had Jesus in your heart no it was it's because for you. the man dominated the relationship and if you're a woman and found that relationship you were subordinate to your man that's why it yeah. worked today people are e- like are well we have a more
1: ideology
0: yeah and they have a base. say and so yeah. it's more of a relationship whereas before like you said it was more of like you were being a goat being sold
1: yeah, it was more like a business <laughs> transaction or, like, you know, trying to, like, get yourself at, higher up in the hierarchy of, mm-hmm. like, social circles. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so I think that's also probably why divorce has gone up. It's, like, people are like, wait, wait no, like, you're treating me poorly. Yeah. This is not good. And I think the church – I hate, like, painting it out, But I think the older generation likes to paint it as, oh, the world just lost its morals and values when really people just found their worth. yeah. And got out of situations that they should not have been in, that they would have stayed in because divorce is so shameful. But these days, it's like you know what's more shameful than divorce—being in an abusive relationship or
1: being the abuser. Mm. <laughs> okay. We're getting <can> wound <laughs> up again. We haven't even asked—we haven't asked a single question. Okay. Um. So this person says, "Is it bad that I haven't had sex at 24 years old? I'm worried it'll turn guys off." And this. That's so sad. Is what I had to say about that. Number one, your virginity is not for anyone to take, and it's not a thing. I don't understand the concept of virginity at all. I don't think I ever will. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's like this tangible thing that guys can either say they want to accept it or not makes no sense Or guys to me.
0: that are like, I only want you if you're a virgin. That's
1: – first of all, that's so – run like away from pedophilia that. type shit in my mind yeah it's like weird so number one if you're talking to if the if the situation ever arises and you you know you voice your concern like hello this is my first time here doing this and they which i think
0: you should no i
1: think you absolutely should like the more open communication the better but i think You'll know based off of his reaction whether or not, like, this is something that you want to do. If he's like, this is, like, no big deal. Or if he's like, even if he's like, I love virgins, like, run.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't, yeah. A lot,
1: you will learn a lot whenever you talk to a guy about you you not having sex yet. Mm -hmm. And you should form your decision, your next decision, based off that response.
0: I will say, and I don't know if this is another question, but... Uh, communication with your partner regarding sex is the number one way to have good healthy sex Mm -hmm. because if you're feeling nervous or uncomfortable and of course like if it's your first time and it's not like with someone that you know it takes a
1: while yeah it
0: shouldn't (laughs) feel like all like hunky-dory but as you go on like the more you communicate and talk like you shouldn't feel silly or shameful about anything like bodies are weird people are weird sex is weird but it, it can be great for both people but just communicate like you shouldn't feel silly or embarrassed because I think that both people are probably thinking the same thing so yeah. the more you're just totally open about it
1: right better. um <clears throat> someone asked when did you have your first time no you don't last time I'm not Caleb, gonna,
0: I went and I shared the whole story <laughs> the
1: whole story I felt like I was there okay we don't need that just like a brief overview
0: all right, I'll leave all the pseudonames at
1: <laughs> The fact that there are pseudonames is insane. Your first time I'm still time
0: mad, I hope. <laughs> 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 um, my f- It's funny because that the time that I explained, like I didn't have sex.
1: I know, that's what I'm saying. Your first time. I don't know, because when we were talking about our first time. That wasn't time, just
0: my first sexual experience.
1: Yeah, n- your first time. Yeah,
0: my first time I was, oh, and this sounds much better too. I was 17 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that just feels so much less wrong. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the first time I was 17. Um. And I was. It was with my very first boyfriend. We were dating. It, I was very nervous and uncomfortable, but I, in that moment, I felt very comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. And it, I. You know what's so funny is I don't even. All I remember is that I think I was wearing yellow underwear. But, like, literally, it's funny because I don't really remember a lot of details in that time. Yeah. I think I was just like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like, it's happening. Yeah. And it felt like this weird thing because I had built up the virginity af- for so long. And I'm like, confetti didn't fall from the ceiling. Yeah. Like, I didn't get an award. And it just helped demystify and be like, oh, wait, this can just be something that I do with my partner. And it it doesn't have to be so scary or such a big deal. Yeah. But, I mean, also, like, from, like, gay sex is different. And so it was a very different experience for me. And I think there was just a lot of learning on my part that I'm glad that I had a partner to do that with because mm-hmm. I was never taught about it. Yeah. And I feel like I'm still learning things today. Because yeah. it's just, I don't know, it's a whole different world. So what was your first time? When was your first time? <laughs> I mean, I need to stop before I click <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was going to start going down <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. You was need it too much? You know, you it's just funny because you can go off the rails really fast. Like yeah. I, wa- I watch it happen and I don't realize it happening <laughs> until after the fact. <laughs> and you're like, get back here. <laughs> um, um, I was 19. Was I 18? I was 18 or 19.
0: You were in That's college. That's sad
1: that I don't remember. I was in college. I think I was 18. It was my freshman year. Um, I was with my boyfriend at the time. Um... We were in a long-term relationship already mm-hmm. at 18.
0: And you waited, like, uh, I mean, a, over the a year. two years. Yeah.
1: Two and a half years-ish. And, I mean, I was, like, I don't know. I feel like I was very, like, honest, I was very sensible about it. I was just, like, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And then one day I was, like, I think I'm, like, ready. I just,
0: like, knew. <laughs> that is very you. <laughs> yeah, today is like, the day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, was, like, I was, like, yeah. <laughs> like today is the day like literally like today right, is the day take off your clothes. um so and i yeah
0: <laughs> see how good you are just like shutting down after like a certain like you're like i have given my three cents. yeah the, but it's very concise it's good yeah i didn't need to i think again i think most of the things i try to share here are for therapy not for a podcast
1: yeah um women having sex often shameful or powerful and this I feel very strongly about, but I'll let you speak first. Oh,
0: I don't know. If the man in the room should. Oh, speak. okay.
1: Sorry. Women having sex often shameful or powerful. So this is, and I said this in the last podcast, that is gone. <laughs> so there's this sense of like women who. Here we go. Once, what's that fucking podcast called? What's that fucking podcast called? Caller Call her her daddy. daddy. Like that kind of like culture of like women being equal to men i'll never remember the name of that connotation (laughs) (laughs) um women having this like idea that women having sex more equals more power which is so just like the epitome of what toxic masculinity is Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of the times people mistake feminism for that Mm -hmm. and that is not that i think that the whole idea of toxic masculinity is unsafe for all parties because sex does have a lot of serious consequences, and so, and so having this idea that having sex more makes you more equal to men is exactly the problem. Yeah. And I and I think that it's like yeah, do what you want, it's your body, do what you want, but like be safe about it. And I think a lot of that like um that idea of like you gotta have, like I want to be as you know, as um, reckless as these yeah. men, and like do this and have sex this, da, da da da. It's like do you, but like it's not. You're not helping yeah. feminism.
0: It's it's kind of like, and I think that when you see these women out there who are in your face with their sexuality, and it's it's very like trying to prove a point. I think that people are quick to use those as examples of like, see, like this is why you shouldn't do this. You've gone too far. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, like, when you were a child and you were not allowed to do something, the minute that your parents weren't standing over your shoulder, that's the first thing that you went to do is whatever Mm -hmm. was forbidden. And so for so long, when women aren't allowed to be sexual or feel like they can be free, then Mm -hmm. I think it's natural for you to, like, overcompensate because you're just so angry at yeah. the people who shut you down for so which long which
1: is valid but not
0: but yeah but still constructive like, right and so I think that's that's the thing it's like it's understandable why you would feel that way but in the end that's the big picture the big, we were just talking the about the big picture. Picture. <laughs> the big picture it's not gonna help yeah but I think what those when you're stepping over the line especially in public it does help the conversation happened more so the change happens faster but I yeah I just I, I think that sex is something that is still very it comes with risk like mm-hmm. you said and so to talk about it in a way that is risk-free is dangerous because yeah, that's
1: especially for because who does sex you know change the lives of ultimately women.
0: just the women I mean so aside then that's from it. STDs, it's like women are disproportionately going to be on the negative end. Of yes. Sex gone wrong. Yes. Or not sex gone wrong, sex but it's gone just wrong. like <laughs> <laughs> women don't have the option just to like not deal with it. Yeah. Like they have to deal with the consequences, the, the repercussions of yeah. Sex, yeah. So I think that creating a conversation that gives women the power to have the same sexual freedom as men, while still not ignoring the realities of sex is what's important. right
1: i think and so like is it shameful or powerful i don't think it's i don't think I it's don't either. It's
0: either no i think it's just sex and yeah it is amazing and also has consequences and i that's that's all there is to it it's nothing yeah but like also it is powerful to know that you have the choice to have sex or not have sex or how you want to display your body. Like, I think there is a lot of power in that. For sure. But I think the power comes in just knowing you have the control and not necessarily using that power to the fullest extent, like you said. Okay, so I just regurgitated everything you just said. (laughs) I don't know why I thought I was like, a new thought in my brain. (laughs) Shut up.
1: Um, Would you stay in a relationship where the sex wasn't good? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Especially if, like, I've tried.
0: Yeah. I, you know what, I... Sex has never been that big of a deal to, I, I mean, it's a big deal to me, but I just feel like I, I'm the one who will be like, yeah, I really am excited to watch this show. Like, let's just do this real quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just in the grand, in my bigger picture, it's not like my end all be all. But what I will say is that I can see myself starting to go off the rails. And that <laughs> I, what was the question?
1: <laughs> Have you, oh wait, sorry. What you
0: say in relation to bad sex? Yeah. No. What I will say <laughs> is that my... <laughs> Why do I have the need to overshare? <laughs> I think that it's... I think that if you're having boring sex or it's bad sex, that I I think it's cool to be with someone who is willing to explore mm-hmm. and, like, do new things. So I feel like there's a lot of things that... Um, I think there's just... You know what? I'm going to not get... To, okay. <laughs> I think that here's the thing. I think that sex. There's a lot of different ways to have sex and a lot of adventurous things you can do and try. And I think that would
1: you stay in the relationship <laughs> or not? That's the question. <laughs> no, George, beholden I to can't, you. Just shut me up. Yes or no? Yes. You would stay in a relationship with bad sex.
0: Well, we could figure it out. <laughs> Just gotta go. What? Happened? I'm staying in here. I'm not ruining this one too. I'm not ruining this one too. I'm gonna stay here. Wow. Um, uh, I answer... I told you. I can see myself going off the rails, and you didn't stop me. <laughs> Take
1: a beat. Take a beat. I would say. I would say no, because for me, I feel like sex isn't really important. Um, and. I feel validated by it a lot of the time. So if it's not good, then like, well, what, do I, what do I have? That's a question for my therapist. Um, have you ever had a friend with benefits? If so, are you still friends?
0: I, I wanted my friend to have benefits. <laughs> Which and He friend? never reciprocated. Which friend? Duke.
1: Who's Duke? Oh. <laughs> I don't
0: care. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, I haven't ever had a friend with benefits. That's actually that's such a confusing topic to me, and I think that I am not built for it.
1: Oh, I'm too.
0: I because I'll get attached.
1: I'm too clingy. To I will.
0: That. I will lock you down. So, oh. like, if we're friends with benefits, you're my boyfriend. <laughs> so. I would.
1: I would like be married to you before. <laughs> okay. Without. Okay. This question. Be careful.
0: I. <laughs> Clearly can't.
1: Most embarrassing sex thing that's ever happened to you. We've all had our moments.
0: I'm trying to think of something that's not gonna send me to jail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, you have to have something. We all know what I'm gonna say.
0: Well, I guess I could just say what I said the last one.
1: No, you can't.
0: Why? Because it's illegal. Not the not the not the park. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at me like you're disappointed. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: Um. I don't. I truly don't know.
1: Okay. Do you want me to just share mine? Is mine inappropriate?
0: No, yours is funnier than mine, so I'll go first. Um. <laughs> I'll just I'll just share it. So, uh, it it really wasn't embarrassing. It was just funny. Um, around the holidays.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> around the holidays, Cameron and I were th- doing that. About Doing to, the business. Doing the business. And he, <laughs> he was, he just, I, I, I could see him, like, over me. And, like, we were not having sex. But, like, we were going to. And <laughs> I, obviously, again, it was really close to Christmas. <laughs> and I said, I said, give me your stocking stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I want you to up my stocking with Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and we both started laughing so hard the moment was just over. That is and so it, funny. It, it killed it and nothing happened. But you know what? It was worth it. Cause I promise you I cannot remember the last time I've laughed that hard. <laughs> and that was a special moment too, because I was like, you know what? We're literally cackling right now and in, in this position and environment. And it's just <laughs> nice to be that comfortable yeah. with somebody. But yeah, I missed out on that night for sure.
1: <laughs> oh no. You don't anyway, care.
0: Anyway, I'm. <laughs> but we watched a great show. So that's really all I care about.
1: <laughs> so my embarrassing moment was traumatic, to say the least. So, um, and this was also around like the, around like me starting to have sex too. Mm-hmm. So one of my first like, like sex memories, I would say. And, um, I was being safe, we were using a condom, and somehow the condom, like, we were done, and somehow the condom <laughs> got st- <my laughs>
0: literally like a fucking vacuum. <laughs> it became a fucking black hole. And, <laughs> and, that, and that's how I imagine them. That's how I imagine Vaginas. <laughs>
1: For some reason, the condom never came. It, it was inside of me. The condom was inside of me. I was freaking out. We were the trying to. The condom
0: was you and you were the condom. <laughs> we
1: were trying to find it. We <gasps> were could fishing. Couldn't could find it. Um, looking everywhere for it. <laughs> it... Wait, how many places could it be?
0: <laughs> I swear to God, I have no idea. Like, what is it?
1: I don't know. It is a
0: swamp. Uh, I don't know. Yes.
1: <laughs> I don't know but I was freaking out so my roommate at the time Margot, we all know Margot. I was like running around the house like what do I know like like literally, like, what do I know and she was like well, maybe like go to the bathroom and like try to push it out like a baby and so I was like oh okay I've never pushed out a baby don't know what that sensation is but so I went to the bathroom and I just like imagined I was pushing out a baby because apparently you know my body's made to do that, so I just know what to do. <laughs> and I did, and it went, boop. <laughs> it came out so easily. This was after like an hour of looking for it. And, <laughs> and so I birthed a condom. And not only that, I had to take plan B because the condom was inside of me. And so I was sick for like the next two days after that. So not a good time.
0: If I was a girl, I'd never have sex.
1: <laughs> I was, I
0: I was scarred for a
1: while. I was scarred, like it was it. It pretty much defined my like my thoughts about condoms. Like I was always so scared of it coming back inside of me. <sighs> I couldn't even. That's a like a object.
0: horror story. Absolutely not.
1: Oh my god! Um, weirdest place you've had sex. <laughs> you can say an answer that's not gonna incriminate you.
0: I'm I'm i actually trying to think. I mean, the weirdest. Is uh, it is it illegal to have sex? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well... Like on the on the what well, on the freeway?
1: You on the freeway? I think I pulled over. <gasps>
0: but they weren't looking for us. We thought they would saw us, but they were looking for a drug lord.
1: <laughs> Can you say that into the microphone? Yeah, that I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Say it.
0: What do you mean, guess we'll find out? In 20 years when I'm, they're like, and hang him for- Oh, we're
1: privating this video after like a year.
0: You know what? I I don't want to answer that question.
1: Okay, I'll answer. Okay. Um. So the weirdest ways I've ever said- I, was-
0: I hate you. I forget every time I get remade
1: was at the foot of my bed on the floor with Caleb passed out in my bed. <laughs> so, like, he's on my bed, passed out, and I was literally just on the fucking carpet. <laughs> and I'm so, so happy that you did not wake up because that too. would have been traumatic. hmm <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I was obviously drunk.
0: <laughs> you know what? I will. You know what? <laughs> I just so cannot funny. stand you. And
1: we were laughing the whole time about it. It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up.
0: I will, I will show them my side profile for those. You're a monster. You're a sexual monster.
1: I've had sex in You're all You're a kids. hooker monster. I've had sex in every single one of the beds you own.
0: Except for the one I have right now. That's it. Um, <clears throat> I would say I think the weirdest place I've had sex is also in a friend's bed while there is a random person passed out next to us. <laughs> and obviously, good, I was young, like not as. That's a, a,
1: that's a good way to put it. No,
0: I mean, like I'm just saying, like I wasn't like a grown like.
1: I think that makes it sound worse.
0: <laughs> it's just like I now I would never put myself in that position, but. <laughs>
1: Oh my god what is the next question that is it that is it actually no it's not it someone asked me and this is I wasn't gonna do this but I want to do it um the media's portrayal of sex your thoughts
0: oh that's a loaded question it is a loaded
1: question but I, like what comes to mind
0: Um, I think that the media's portrayal of sex has shifted over the years. I think that there is a huge sexualization of women that has happened, which has contributed to, I think, people's idea of sex or, like, who has sex. Because often in media, women who are having sex are not portrayed like they are smart or capable or independent. Mm -hmm. And I think that recently in media, the narrative has shifted a lot. And now it's almost like switching roles because we're trying to compensate for the traditional portrayal of media and i feel like now men are being sexualized more and i've like seen a lot more like naked men or like penises and things where i feel like before it's just women's bodies who were up for display Mm -hmm. but now i feel like it's it's starting to even out more and i feel like people's relationship with sex and sex scenes is getting a little... Like the show I just watched, Shameless, it's just sex. Like sex, sex, sex scenes everywhere. Yeah. And I think it's just getting a little bit more normalized and not as dramatized.
1: Hmm. Interesting that you note that about men. I have don't know what you're watching.
0: Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of penises. Also, Game of Thrones had penises, right?
1: I mean, yeah, but I'm just thinking more of like... Um, I guess more broadly, like... Whenever someone wants to sell anything, yeah, I just feel like, like, women sell everything. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because, yeah, whenever, like, I see an ad, it's always, like, a pretty girl or, like, her body or not Mm -hmm. even her face, like, her body or, like, whatever. Well,
0: if it's, if the demo is women, then it's probably going to be a woman on the box, like, the ideal, amazing woman. Yeah, but also,
1: if it's a a man, it's a woman to be desired, Mm -hmm. so it's both. yeah because women and that's a, that's another thing it's just like i feel like the media's portrayal of sex and how much and how sex has been commodified mm-hmm. makes it so that now and and i grew up thinking this way too and i have spent so much of my mental capacity and i my mental energy just thinking about my appearance and the way i look and how the, my appearance is directly related to what i'm worth in mm-hmm. society and so in that way it really it pisses me off because there's a lot of time i could have been spending my energy otherwise and i think about how many things i've missed out on like learning or doing because i was so worried about you know if i don't look this way or do this or act that way mm-hmm. then i'm not going to be useful in society because i'm a woman and my main purpose is to look a certain way
0: yeah yeah, it's very true. I think a lot of people, and also make sure that everyone goes to Revolve and shops Haley's look that she's wearing right now. You're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's a, no, that's a really good point because it's also like you. It sucks, but you also have no choice but to subscribe to it,
1: or else you get left in. The, so that's the and that's like the game of like, so, like any systemic structure.
0: Mm-hmm. Like in
1: order to make it anywhere, you have to participate. Yeah,
0: yeah. Ha- even if you don't like the game, you have to play the game, yeah. and then you have to. You try to fight the game, but then people are like, but you're playing the game. And you're like, well, I have to play the game, but I still want to fight the game. Yeah.
1: So, like, I just feel like now in my, you know, late 20s, my entire 20s, I have literally spent so much of, once again, of my energy unlearning that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still paying energy to it. And, like, it frustrates me to no end that I have to be, and, like, I like to look good for myself. Mm-hmm. I enjoy you know looking cute dressing up or whatever but for so long I feel like I was doing it for the wrong reasons or just spending so much of my like energy and like yeah knowledge consuming myself with like I have to make myself a commodity
0: mm-hmm. you know what's so weird is we're gonna be the first generation to I mean you talk about unlearning everything where the I, and that's because we're the generation of the internet yeah and we have are the first generation with free access to information Mm -hmm. and so it's going to be so interesting to see how we continue to evolve and like what everything that we unlearn and like where we end up because Mm -hmm. every generation before their progress and personal growth has really been dependent on their immediate community and surroundings Mm -hmm. and no one's really taken the out like all all of the world into account Mm -hmm. and just thinking about all the things that like go through my brain about like things that my family disagree with or things that I do it's just like I'm the I think about it without the internet I would not know any of those things we wouldn't question culture or media that's just the way the world works mm-hmm. so we're really not only are we the first generation that's really going to be unlearning it but we're also the generation that's going to be responsible for Helping educate people older than us about the world because we're the first and it's exhausting because we're
1: also experiencing. We're like we're also doing our own Unpacking and dealing with it and then also having to teach others about it
0: I think it's gonna be easier for the generations that come after us because we're all gonna like we've all grown up with access to information Yeah, but I think the disconnect between our generation and the generation I above us is so unique And I think it's a bigger generational gap that's really, that ever, ever existed.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. We live in two different worlds. Yeah.
0: And it's nice because a lot of, like, older people, I think, are on Facebook, but they're just perpetuating their own, I mean, misinformation. Facebook is the last
1: place that you should be.
0: (laughs) It's just, it's fascinating because, yeah, because most people don't know how to use the internet, too. So it's just. Yeah it's weird it's like we ate like the apple of like the tree Mm -hmm. and we just have (laughs) all this knowledge and we're like the world is so messed up and you were just texting me the other day like (laughs) how do you solve all the world's problems and also accept that we are stardust (laughs) (laughs) there's just too much i feel like sometimes i wish that we didn't know everything that we knew i
1: wish i was so ignorant I just like wish sometimes, and I, not
0: that we know everything. It's just like the idea that we have access to everything. Yeah, the at the is exhausting. In,
1: the pure idea that I can know anything I want is overwhelming because I will try.
0: <laughs> you have to stop that.
1: <laughs> I know that's when I. Then that's when I have to remind myself,
0: You're like I'm
1: only I'm space, I only have so much I can do, and right. like that doesn't mean you should stop like trying. But like it's just I. I put a lot of pressure on myself to know everything about everything, and that is impossible.
0: Yeah. Gen Z, I hope you can take the load off a little bit. (laughs) Although, you've been tweeting some crazy shit.
1: Yeah, y'all been been
0: crazy. (laughs) Y'all need to reel it back a tiny bit (laughs) on certain things. I feel like I'm already getting to the point. Back in my day, (laughs) we were allowed to tell women they were pretty. (laughs) what right. was the tweet that I sent you
1: about James uh, Someone
0: James Charles was like but this is okay not sex anymore James Charles <laughs> has been like bald or whatever yeah. like pretending to be bald and someone like a Gen Zer tweeted like James like this is actually very disrespectful to make fun of being bald because some people are actually bald and some people are like bald because of like chemo and I'm like well, you're getting dark very fast yeah yes that is true but,
1: but like it's yeah we can do a whole episode on that
0: right alright Let's do that. All
1: right. Um, what is your <laughs> recommendation for the week?
0: You know what? I will recommend, and you're not going to agree with me.
1: Um, d- definitely not.
0: I have been really excited to like dive into my gay culture a little bit because I feel oh. like I am solely surrounded. It's funny you feel like you're only surrounded by gay men. I feel like I'm surrounded by straight women. I,
1: who I'm? It's me and Allison. There's only straight women. You know that what? You
0: know. I guess I'm just not surrounded by much.
1: I'm. I am only but surrounded you know by what? gay men. you have been
0: hanging out with like Dan Moore and like
1: and, R- well, and Ryan
0: and Ryan and that's what made me like I want to be gay a little bit and I feel like I'm not in I feel so disconnected from the gay community podcast and it's not a podcast it's a series on YouTube with Trixie Mattel and Katya and I think it is the funniest thing it's by it's wow presents and it's just Trixie and Katya talking about random topics oh they're hilarious and I I mean the editing is chaotic but, but I, I was belly laughing cooking dinner. Yeah. And it, it's just, that it's so funny. So if you just want to laugh and you understand gay culture a little bit or like gay terminology, Trixie and Katya's... But I also
1: monuments. would argue that part, like, kind of putting gay culture on this, like, pedestal that you want to, like, attain to is a little bit unfair because you are gay. Like, you are gay yeah. culture.
0: I just feel it, like I spend so much time trying to cater to like, middle-aged white women that I forget <laughs> yeah. what I even am interested in. Yeah. Or, like, what I enjoy to consume. Yeah. What do you recommend?
1: Um, I recommend – so I just found the Washington Post <laughs> – I just found the Washington Post podcast. <laughs> and I love it more than all my other ones because I listen to NPR – I listen to the New York Times. I li- like I have a lot of different like political podcasts I like to listen to, so I get like a well-rounded situation. And the Washington Post is my favorite.
0: <laughs> Washington Post podcast.
1: Wa- Washington Post like political. Is it podcast. daily? It's daily. Wow. All of my podcasts are daily. I
0: would love to just be a plant on your shelf and like Pick see one. what you do, <laughs> like what you're consuming all day. I just feel like at no point in time is there not someone talking to you about yeah. everything that's wrong in the world.
1: Um, how many how many extremists are in the military? Um, Andrew Johnson's impeachment, um, a split screen of two presidents, a mob that that Trump built, uh, just things like that. Um, what's in the next COVID relief bill? Uh, the Republican plan to give parents money. <laughs>
0: Um, just so you know the last episode I watched of Trixie and Katy's podcast was them talking about moving. <laughs> <laughs> and all the quirks that come with moving.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> it's important.
0: It is <laughs> <sighs> Oh what's your
1: intention for the
0: week? My intention for the week is to try to figure out how to not derail and overshare. <laughs> No, that's not a good intention. That's not gonna happen. I want to make a new recipe this week.
1: Cute. Oh, we make so
0: many of the same things all the time. The, yeah. So I really I want to I want to <laughs> look up a recipe and I want to make something new. Let me
1: know what it is.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be postmates.
1: <laughs> <coughs> um. So my intention this week is kind of complex, but you said last week about like kind of fading out like the noise and like what do I actually think? And I've been feeling that way a lot about like how i talk on social media because i feel once again go back to like what i consume a lot Mm -hmm. is like a lot of what's going on in the world and while i think it's important i I think it's also like a lot for a lot of people like whenever i speak about it they're like what the fuck are you talking about like relax and in my mind like i'm just like talking (laughs) I'm just like speaking about like whatever, but I can understand how it can be like overwhelming. And on social media, I get really self-conscious about like talking about things that are important to me, even though I know they're important to the world and they're important to me, but I don't see a lot of creators talking about things like that. Mm -hmm. And so I get self-conscious. I'm like, am I too much? Am I like, do I need to like water myself down? I feel like sometimes I need to water myself down. And I don't want to do that, but I also don't want people to hear me speak, like, oh my God, this bitch again. And so it's just like, I really want to find that balance of like, not taking into consideration what other creators are posting because I'm my own person Mm -hmm. and there's a reason why people follow me and it's not for the reasons they're following all these other people. And, but also finding that like boundary of like, okay, like I don't need to speak about all issues, but like, what are like a few issues that are, Important to me that mm-hmm. I can better serve like the community, of people who follow me to like learn about
0: mm-hmm. and just like focus on look at yeah this to help them yeah because yeah that's a good point hmm.
1: because like there's a lot of things I care about but what better like what do people know about because that that's another thing is a lot of people come to me and are happy to learn mm-hmm. or like they didn't know something before. And, and that way I feel like I'm in a very good, like, privileged position to speak about things that not everyone knows about. Yeah. But those aren't necessarily, like, you know, sexy topics yeah. that are, like, you know, popular in the Slime media or like whatever. Yeah. challenge, yeah.
0: So, I think, I mean, yeah, it's like when people pick certain, like, charities or certain causes, it's like we only get a finite amount of time on this earth and we can only do so much. So I think, like you said, picking a few things that you're really passionate about can be, like, something you educate people on more yeah. and more and actually create change because yeah. you're focusing on these things. Yeah. What a, what a adult way to end this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, coffee <laughs> We call them coffee beans. Coffee beans. That's cute. Yeah. Coffee with my ex. <laughs> wow. That was, that was better. Yeah, it was. That was a lot better. You just gotta like, sometimes when I'm doing just- <laughs> Kind of